In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Men, you are designed to carry the full weight of manhood. God has enabled you, he has equipped you, and he has called you to carry the full weight of manhood. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we salute you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Jim Ramos. This is Equipping Men in 10. So thanks so much for coming on board with us today. I'm here with Dale Culver, our producer. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Hey, we got a lot to cover. Do you have a man law today? I do, and and uh, I'm going to take this from something you said in our last podcast that was like kind of a no brainer. Like, check out your family, see what the the problems are going on in your family, and then like a leaky roof, you know, plug that hole and fix yeah. it. And uh, it, it just cracked me up when you made that statement. Like somebody standing there going, "Dude, there is water pouring from your ceiling," and you're going, "What? I, I don't see it. What are you talking about?" But that, a lot of times, is what's happening in our yeah. families, and we need to be proactive and take care of the things that we need to take care of so our families don't completely disintegrate. Well, and here's the other deal, is if the other problem is when men see a leak in the roof and then tell their wife to fix it, or they give the responsibility to somebody else. You know, men can delegate everything mm-hmm. except final responsibility. Right. So your family's problems, and you know, we see guys, you know, 25 years down the road, they've got this massive problem with their marriage or their kids. And they're like, what happened? We're like, well, you, there was a leak and you ignored it. And so now here we are. Um, so that's a problem. So we need yeah. to make sure we get that going. So guys, hey, uh, we're excited you're here. Uh, I've been off the grid for about a month. It's been insane. I'm writing another book that I'm super excited about. This might be the book. This book is um, just, it's called The Full Capacity Man assessing the 20 qualities of your best version. And I, I'm I'm headlong into this thing. I'm about three quarters through the book. And I want to spend the next 20 weeks. So it's going to be a, a quite a journey. I want to spend the next 20 weeks just diving through each of these chapters of this book and explaining them to you. The book will come out, we're hoping, uh, by uh, early 2022. And so you'll want to get a hold of this thing. This is unique. This book's unique in a couple ways, but let me dive into a couple of things with you guys real quick. So, so this is Full Capacity Man. And if you have purchased Strong Men, Dangerous Times, that book just came out last April. It was a number one bestseller on Amazon. And what, what we did in that book is we took the def, we basically defined manhood as five essential things, protecting integrity, 
fighting apathy, pursuing God passionately, leading courageously, and finishing strong. So we define man with those five things. So you can look at those five things and go, okay, here's where I'm strong, here's where I'm weak, here's where I really need to get better. Wow, I didn't really realize that about manhood. So if you guys are listening to this and you've ever shot a rifle or sighted a rifle in, so what we typically do when we sight rifles, and everybody's got their own way of doing things, here's how we do it. We will bore sight the rifle. In other words, we will pull out the bolt. We'll stare down the bore of the gun. We'll look down 100 yards, and we put that barrel or the bore on the target at 100 yards. And then once that's done, put the bolt back in the gun, and we move up to 25 yards. So at 25 yards, we fire our first shot. Hopefully from the bore sighting, that 25-yard shot will put you on the paper. So once you're on the paper, you can back up to 50 yards and dial it in a little better. Once you get it paper sighted is what we call it, then we move back to 100. And at 100 yards, we try to put a three-shot group of about uh, half inch at 100 yards, depending on the weapon, right? So this is what we do. So Strong Men, Dangerous Times is a book that is putting manhood on paper. Full capacity man is dialing in masculinity. And here is how we did it. Now, there are two books out there that were written years and years ago that these guys took the Bible, and uh, there is a section in Scripture that defines manhood, I believe. It's the pastoral epistles of 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, and Titus, where Paul wrote, and he wrote these from prison, and he wrote them specifically for pastors, but really... These qualities or qualifications that he wrote for pastors really should be for any man. Now, in 1974, a guy named Gene Getz wrote an excellent, excellent book called The Measure of a Man, 20 Attributes of a Godly Man. And then in 1996, Ray Pritchard wrote another book called Man of Honor, Living the Life of Godly Character, where he identifies 25 traits. So they these guys just pulled these traits right out of the Scripture, quoted the traits, put a little um, subtitle on there and, and wrote about it. And they're both great books. And this book does something similar. We take the five essentials of manhood. Those are the five sections of the book. And then we've identified 20. So Getz had 20. Uh, Pritchard had 25. We identified 20. They are different, slightly different than both of these guys. But we did different is we put, for example, in one passage, it says that a, a guy should not be quick-tempered. So what we did was we took, instead of saying not being quick-tempered, we put the original Greek and turned it into a positive word. So we identified one positive American word to replace the original Greek word that meant not quick-tempered. Does that make sense? And so we have 20 positive words with 20 really, really cool, memorable sayings that you can go back to and refer to. You'll probably remember the sayings more than you will remember the chapter titles. And so that's what we've done. So there are 20 chapters in this book, each relating to one of the 20 qualities or attributes of a spiritual leader, which really should be the goal of every man. Every man listening to this podcast should deeply desire to be a man who is biblically qualified for ministry. That is the goal, that every guy here listening is out of the bleachers, into the arena, and is qualified to lead biblically if your pastor came and asked you to be part of leadership. Getz writes this in his book, Paul outlined how we can determine if he is this kind of man using these specific 
qualities of maturity. In other words, these qualities should be goals for every Christian man who is a Christ follower. And so this is what I want to share with you guys. This is so important, and I want to start off by saying this. This podcast is an introduction to the 20 qualities that we'll start on next week. But I want to go back. I'm sitting here in my office. I'm staring up here at this this uh, European-mounted buck. It's the biggest buck of my life, and shot this buck in October. I was alone. I was four hours from the closest town. I was one hour from the closest cell phone. My two hunting buddies were off somewhere else. I was completely alone. And at 10 o'clock in the morning, after a full moon, on a day that would get to 90 degrees, it was already about 85 at the time, I shot the biggest buck of my life and I was alone. And I I got over to this buck. I call him Old Broken Top because I accidentally shot him in the skull. (laughs) And I is a long story there, but I I saw his antlers and shot instead of pulling it over to in front of his you know lungs. So I ended up having to shoot him twice because the first shot hit him in the eyeball and blew blew off part of his antler and messed up his he messed him up real bad and he was still standing. So I shot him again. Anyway, so I get over there and I'm staring at this buck going, now what? I'm alone. I've got adrenal. I've just had an adrenaline dump. I've got the biggest buck of my life on the ground. I'm four miles from my camp, and it's brutal, brutal miles. Four brutal miles. And I don't like to waste meat. A lot of guys will just take the back straps and leave in the head. I'm like, I'm not going to waste meat. I'm hauling everything out. So I bone this buck out. I and well, actually, that's not true. I didn't bone the buck. I quartered the buck, which means I skinned the buck. I took the tenderloins. I took the loins. I took the all of the back, the ham, the, all of the entire leg, bone in, front shoulder, bone in. I uh, hit him in the neck. So, you know, my second shot hit him in the neck. So I, you know, left the neck there and I didn't take the ribs. So I took almost all of the meat, a lot of meat. Got this buck with the head and the horns on my pack. With my gear, I had about 120 pounds of weight. That's a lot of weight. It was a grind, you guys. I, I don't know if you've ever carried something that was beyond what you could carry. But every step, I literally thought my hamstrings were going to snap. Mm. Uh, it was it was a brutal day. I finally got the buck to a point where I could hide him under some shade. I met my buddy down uh, about a mile from camp, realized we had to go back up the hill to get to my buck. We got in his side-by-side, got all the way top of the hill. The side-by-side broke down. We had to walk all the way back to camp in 90-degree weather. It was like a 14-mile day. I literally wore out the treads on my boots. I literally wore out the treads on $250 pair of boots. The company actually replaced the boots. It was a brutal, brutal day of carrying, you know, and I'm 55 years old. I'm not a young pup, you know, and I'm not a little teeny guy either. And so it was brutal. So I shot that buck at 10 in the morning. I didn't get that buck home until 7 o'clock that night. It was a long and bloody and brutal day. And when I think about that buck, which I named Old Broken Top for, re- for obvious reasons, I thought of this. Men, you are designed to carry the full weight of manhood. God has enabled you, he has equipped you, and he has called you to carry the full weight of manhood. He has asked you to have this world experience the full capacity of who you are. I love the quote from Wild at Heart where where John Eldridge wrote, let the world feel the full weight of who you are and let them deal with it. God has designed you to live at full 
capacity as a man. And my book, Strong Men, Dangerous Times, gives you a, a 25-yard picture on paper, shoot, you know, bore side of that gun, of what manhood is. And this book, Full Capacity Man, is going to dial this in to where you're shooting half-inch groups at 100, 200 yards. I mean, this is, this is what we're talking about, because God wants you to live at full capacity. So th- here's what's unique about this book. At the end of each chapter, we actually have 10 assessing statements. So you read the chapter, for example, one of the chapters is Vigilant. So you read the chapter on Vigilant, and then there are 10 statements that you rank 1 to 5 that assess your masculinity. So you have 10 statements at the end of each chapter, 20 chapters, 200 total scores, and then what you do is you can rank yourself and see how you did. Then you can go to our website at manarena.org. You can punch in those numbers, and you can see how you compare to other men, where you're strong and where you're weak. And it doesn't stop there, guys. We actually have a national team captain system where we have guys strategically placed in virtual small groups with our national team captains, and you can grow in this area where you're weak. I mean, this is just mind-boggling to me how amazing this is. So not only can you read the book, assess your strengths and weaknesses and celebrate those, but now we have set up a system so where you can grow into your best version with our Strongman Study Series that will walk you through each of these areas. This is like monumental stuff, guys. This is stuff that I've never seen anything like this before in my life. I'm so excited about what's going to happen because here's the deal, guys. We want you to live as your best version. Jesus said in John 10.10, the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. That's what we're about, guys. You live in your life full at full capacity. And the funny thing about this book to me is when Paul wrote the pastoral epistles, he wrote them from prison. It's not like he wrote them from his luxurious condominium in the Caribbean. This guy's in prison. He writes this unchained, unrestrained series of books designed for pastors and for men to be their best version, guys. So next week, we're going to talk about the first of 20 qualifications of a man who's living at full capacity. You want to tune in to to be a part of that show. These next 20 weeks, I believe, guys, are going to be monumental. We'll end this series right before this book comes out. Man, that's going to be some good stuff. So, Dale, what next, man? Take us home. Yeah, guys, I want you now to head on over to meninthearena.org and click on the Join Our Team button on the front page and get involved with the virtual team. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a full capacity man. You've been listening to the Men in the Arena podcast. If you hunger to be your best version, then join thousands of men from around the world in our Men in the Arena forum on Facebook. This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of biblical manhood. Make sure to explore our website at meninthearena.org, sign up for the weekly equipping blast, and take advantage of our many free resources designed to help you become your best version of a man. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. Remember, when a man gets it, Everyone wins. 
What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.